episode's edition of Roll Call! <laughs> we get like the air horn. <laughs> Alright, so we watched Anaconda. So Simone, I'm going to let you kind of intro like why we watched Anaconda because we picked five actors each. Mm-hmm. And then did a little randomized picking, mm-hmm. and we landed on your shits and giggles pick <laughs> of Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, yes, that's correct. She was my fun pick because, as an actress, as a singer, and as a performer, I feel J Lo is very versatile. She's been in. Like musicals and dramas and scurry stuff, and she's been in a lot of different kinds of rom coms. Rom com queen, if you ask me. Indeed, I think like her and oh, well, obviously Meg Ryan, but um, for like the two thousands, her and Kate Hudson definitely had the rom coms on lock. So yeah, I I was kind of excited because I think she's a fun pick, and since this is our intro into podcasting. Um, why not have some light, fun movies versus some like heavy actor, dramatic people? Like I had Meryl Streep on my list, Denzel Washington. So those would have been some like heavy, heavy ass <laughs> movies. Like there's some sprinkled, there's some fun sprinkled in there, but for the most part, they're like pretty, like heavy, dramatic actors. So J Lo, J to the L O. Thank you for inspiring us (laughs) so um anaconda so it came out in april of 1997 how old were you uh if it was april of 97 i would have been on the cusp of turning seven so i was six i was probably four not quite five on my way to kindergarten (laughs) Um, 97 is a good year for me because I really liked going to kindergarten. So I always, that's a, like, <laughs> it's like a highlight in my life. I was ready to go to school and 97 is a fond year in my mind. Um, just a little relevant notation. Selena was released in March of 97. So JLo had like two major movies back to back. And of course, this isn't her first movie or anything, but we picked this movie first because it's the first movie you saw her in. It did. Yeah. What do you remember about watching Anaconda as a kid? So this was one that I never saw in theater because honestly, I blocked out 1997 with the exception of seeing Titanic eight times in the movie theater. But that's a whole other discussion. So like 97, I'm like, sweet. (laughs) kindergarten I'm going to school and you're like no yeah next year please (laughs) (laughs) um and so I saw so we never saw it in the theater but 
this was always one that caught my eye at Blockbuster because I remember when it was released around the holidays for rental at Blockbuster, they would be playing the movie um, or just at least the trailer over and over again in little clips and bits. And I was someone who kind of always liked scary suspense movies from an early age. And so I just immediately was like, we got a rant layout. <laughs> Um, I did notate that the VHS release for, because this is pre-DVD um, mm-hmm. and pre-streaming, mm-hmm. God, we're spoiled, um, the VHS release was in October of 1997. So it was like a prime, probably Halloween pick. Absolutely. Maybe Thanksgiving. Oh, um, you know, such a family <laughs> classic. So um, that doesn't surprise me that you remember it around the holidays for sure. Um, I, I vaguely feel like maybe we rented it and it was probably like one of those movies where, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to watch a movie. And it's like, oh, maybe you won't quite like this for you. And I don't really remember it or anything like that. I do remember hearing about it. Like, I remember it very ominously, like it's there, but not quite there. It's like a dream that I can't quite see. But um, since we've watched it like 3,000 times now, <laughs> I am quite fond of it. And I am quite fond of the 90s-ness of it. So just casting-wise, you have a lot of up-and-coming actors. Uh, Ice Cube, who's fresh off of Friday. Um, you have Owen Wilson, who this was like his third major role and I'm not sure if it was his first movie or like whatever but it was one of his first like kind of big roles which I didn't realize because obviously watching it from now like older you know I think of him oh it's Owen Wilson but he was a new kid on the block (laughs) I'm a new kid on the block it's fantastic (laughs) you're a crazy animal (laughs) um and then Another thing I looked or found out while looking into Anaconda was Eric Stoltz. Is he the rich bitch? He's the doctor. Oh, the one that's like dead for most of the movie. Yes. Um, (laughs) Mom, guess what? I landed this role. I made it so big. That's great, son. What do you do? I have two lines and I sleep most of the time. And I get to kiss Jennifer Lopez. So I know when we talked before, I... I kind of was like, you know, that's kind of a lame-ish role because he's kind of so inactive during the movie because he's injured. But maybe he took the role because he also had another movie that came out in April of 1997. So maybe he was just tired and he was like, sweet, I get to take this role. I'm fucking phone it in. Lay down half the time <laughs> and... <laughs> and still get paid so (laughs) Eric Stoltz if that was not your motivation I'm sorry you probably won't even hear this podcast but that's my theory and I'm sticking with it facts aside so you remember the trailer and being psyched to rent it um just re-watching the trailer I think if I saw it in theaters it like pre a movie or on tv I definitely as an adult or 
you know, not as a kid at that time, not as a four year old, but um, as an adult, I definitely be like, oh, that looks like a movie I'd want to see with you and, you know, friends and scared by big snakes. (laughs) Now, if if the movie was or if the trailer was the same as it was in 1997 advertising for this film, would it still interest you now? Or would it have to be like modernized or updated? Oh, like if you know what's funny too. Also, looking into Anaconda, they're bringing it back. I didn't know that. I've never heard that. But they're gonna make a reboot? Yes. Oh shit! So from what I've read, they're thinking about bringing it back, a la like Meg type movie. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't seen the Meg, but I know it's like a big ass whale shark. Megalodon, yeah, it's like some prehistoric whale shark thing. Yeah, so I'm assuming also since we're in the age of special effects and CGI that we're probably going to get some huge-ass CGI snake that was not creatable in 97. Um, so I know you're you're not too psyched on uh, CGI. You're more of a practical effects girl. But- yes, yeah, well, well we'll diverge on that snake (laughs) (laughs) but i do think that because of this we would definitely have to go see it just because oh for sure but okay to go back to your uh question if i saw the trailer now Mm -hmm. as is 2021 Mm -hmm. and would i still want to watch it um i don't (laughs) I don't know because you know things age (laughs) and you you know they're not quite it's not quite like up to standard of like honestly if Anaconda came out now as is I feel like it would be straight to streaming like it's something hidden deep on Amazon Prime (laughs) definitely It wouldn't be a blockbuster, which it was like, I also saw like um, the box office numbers and it was like the second highest grossing movie of April. Dang. Uh, The highest grossing movie kind of surprised me. It's called Volcano. I don't know if you've heard of that movie. Oh, oh, oh my God. Is that the, um, that's um tommy lee movie where the volcano yes. explodes in la dude okay that is one of my favorite disaster movies of all. i mean titanic i put in a whole separate category but like i remember seeing that and being very very petrified since as a californian even though we don't live near California, <laughs> bay area represent it still scared the shit out of me i okay so i was curious i was like i've never heard of this movie and I looked up the trailer and I was kind of like, this beat Anaconda. But <laughs> I could I could see I could see why. Um, and I, I would like to watch it now. Yeah. So well, if you talk about practical f- effects like Volcano, I feel like the only thing that was legitimately CGI was the lava. <laughs> but everything <laughs> else was like it almost felt like you're watching a movie um, in the Hollywood Backlot Studio Tour of universal oh my God. <laughs> but it was but like done really well obviously anyways i'm really hyping this up and but it we, anaconda had some good things going for it too but um not to diverge from anaconda so another i was just looking in general like what it was competing with at that time so even though j-lo had selena out a month before i'm wondering if maybe like 
perchance they were in theaters at the same time briefly or um also like a weekend or two later Romy and Michelle's high school reunion came out so good yes so those were the only movies that stood out to me I am so starved for content or like reasons to watch stuff there's so much stuff to watch but I need a good reason to watch something now and I'm kind of interested in doing a little mini like April 1997 movie binge-a-thon just so I can like acclimate like I should have did it before we did this but I'm like kind of interested in seeing like how good other stuff was because there was some stuff on there I was like "Mm, I don't I've never heard of this movie and didn't know it existed at all um let's get into reviews like general consensus I know we looked at Mr. Roger Ebert since he was the man of movie reviews yeah so interestingly enough Brie I'm gonna have you guess do you think this was this movie was Roger Ebert sorry I can't pronounce his name Roger Ebert approved or no yes or no what do you think well I'm sorry to tell you that I actually read the review too so I know damn it but I was surprised I was surprised um he actually really liked the movie yes quote unquote anaconda did not disappoint me it's a slick scary funny creature feature beautifully photographed and splendidly splendidly acted in high adventure style which, wow, that's that's high praise, <laughs> honestly. I yeah, I was surprised that he gave it such good glowing reviews. It got three and a half stars. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty solid like thumbs that's up. That's a B like, plus, man. Yeah, I mean, you're the teacher, so you. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many stars would you give Anaconda? Out of how many? Five. I'm I'm guessing I don't know his rating system, but <laughs> <It's 10>. I, <laughs> <laughs> this movie was delightful. Three and a half out of ten. <laughs> you, um, now you sound like the reviewer from Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm guessing um, five. I will actually give this a four out of five, only because there were things that I thought held up really well even in this day and age sure there are some problematic things but i feel like overall the film can kind of like stand with the times right now Hmm. well i was gonna cheat out and be like i'm with my guy roger three and a (laughs) half stars is great but i think I, i agree with you too like i think it does hold up really well well enough to reboot it where mm-hmm. you're not like oh why are they bringing back anaconda like and um so yeah I, i'd agree and plot wise i think the plot is pretty solid for the kind of movie mm-hmm. it is of course there's some things that are you're like oh god what a little typical mm-hmm. but other than really the effects just because technology but other than that i think it's still a solid movie like it's a solid i'm probably gonna rewatch it again some point <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm it's definitely in my halloween list now like halloween must watch maybe yeah did you happen to look up any fun facts or um random random trivia about anaconda i did not I have it covered if you want. 
Um, I looked up, well, I saw on IMDb, so there's my source, people, if this is wrong, um, that Jillian Anderson actually was offered the role of Terry, which is J-Lo's character, and she turned it down. And she auditioned for the role that Carrie Wurr plays, which is Denise. And she didn't get that role, which intrigues me because it's like, how do you get offered the main role and turn it down, but audition for a lesser role and then don't get that? Like, that didn't make sense to me. So I wonder how true this fun fact is. You Um, see Jillian Anderson. Could you see her in Anaconda? Yeah. I think it's hard to think about anyone else in this leading role. If it if it wasn't going to be Jennifer Lopez, I would still obviously want it to be someone who was a little diverse just to help balance out everyone on the cast, like the other cast and crew. So, not not any slight to JLo, but I think she could have fit into this cast. Um, unfortunately to me, like Denise wasn't very memorable. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was there snogging young Owen Wilson in the jungle and then she was whining a lot and then she got eaten well actually well she got tossed in the water and kind of yeah kind of not she had the least dramatic uh death of the of the movie oh out of yeah in terms of like how she went yeah which um while I was watching I was thinking like out of all of the the characters who died, whose was the best, kind of? I guess that's kind <laughs> of morbid. Who, who was the best and who was, like, the least, like, satisfactory or, like, just like, oh, okay. Um, well, I texted you my favorite clip, which was Owen Wilson's <laughs> whole-ass body inside of the CGI snake and it did that classic pan move where the snake is slithering underwater. And it, when it gets to the middle of the snake, you just see Owen's face like, ooh, pressed in it. <laughs> His mouth is in the shape of an O. And it's like, that's a part where I find so comical because that's one of the main moments that don't hold up to today's CGI <laughs> at all. It was so rough. Yeah, it it really was, especially because the eye area and the mouth area, it seems so sunken in. Yeah, it looked like a ghost face. Yeah, like he had already like kind of been digested already. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, For me, I don't know. Um, I would say that like Jonathan Hyde as Warren Westridge. just the snake like in the air like catching him mm-hmm. was kind of like sick like that was like oh like because <laughs> that that's a moment to me like if I was in the theater I feel like everyone would be like oh like yeah because definitely. you kind of don't expect for one I I expected like him to climb the waterfall and get away from the snake. Like, oh, the snake's not going to be able to psych. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, he's like coiled on this tree and you're like, okay, well, the only other option is to jump. And you're like, okay, he could jump in the water and like, you know, get back to the boat. Psych. So (laughs) that, that was a very like (gasps) moment for me. Um, 
not to hate on the two kind of um, early deaths, Danny Trejo's random oh, unexplained yeah. character and um, the the lovely Mateo, theirs were kind of like, <laughs> yeah, especially to be early on in the movie, you know, like they kind of set, you would think it would set a tone, mm-hmm. but I think it also benefited because like I said, like with um, Jonathan Hyde's death, like that was a very, <gasps> oh my God mm-hmm. moment. And even Owen Wilson's. So maybe their deaths were kind of tame to like help ramp up to some of the bigger very cinematic true. moments. Yeah, because I was going to say that what I appreciated so much about these anacondas was that they showed us many different varieties of how they like to kill. So it kind of always kept you guessing since the first two were like strangulations and like were kind of slow and a little uneventful, but to like build up from swallowing you whole and then slithering past you with my, with your body in my body (laughs) and then like going from vicious like venom attacks and then big gulps in the air like I don't know it just I I appreciated the variety and the build-up I think you're right I would say actually I would give it to Denise because like I said I think those early ones helped ramp up ramp up to the bigger deaths but she was like right in the middle of everyone else and it was totally like non-existent. She just fell off the boat. No one noticed she was missing really for a while. And then <laughs> she popped back up when Ice Cube was like, you know, struggling with the snake. And but I think I think I want to say maybe it strangled her or bit her or something. And then yeah. kind of was like, okay, well, you're there, but I need like I need to take care of some other. <laughs> Some other so again she got neglected by the, the anaconda was just like maybe she didn't taste good maybe it was just like ah. maybe she was stinky <laughs> i was like pig you i don't want that yes yes it's like um oh you kissed that guy from earlier oh gross. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go down too well so i'm a pass <laughs> I passed him the way that I ate him. Just one whole body <laughs> in and out. Oh, man. So one thing I did kind of bring up earlier that early on in the movie, I noticed that the boat's name is Michaela One, which I thought was like, I mean, boats are usually named after women, I guess, because they're usually owned by men, which is very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Um but what what do you think you would name your Amazon boat, river boat? Ooh. Um, can I call it the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So um, obviously no one knows this, but we are pretty big Disney fans. And I totally thought of the Jungle Cruise when I thought <laughs> of this. I was like, oh, man, what are some of the boat names on the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> and so I was trying to think of some all I could think of was like the holiday ones which makes me oh, like, yeah. want to look at jungle boat cruise or jungle cruise boat names <laughs> even more <laughs> but um also I remember riding Winnie the Pooh one time 
and there's a car named Thoughtful, and it's spelled in poo fashion, so it's T H O T, like thought. <laughs> so since we're on a Disney ride uh, naming convention, maybe I'd go with Thoughtful. Just cruising through the Amazon. I I love that. <laughs> You wouldn't name it butternut squash. <laughs> <laughs> no. And Bria's referring to this picture of a butternut squash floating around on Reddit with a fucking butt crack. And I just, I couldn't sleep last night. I just could not get that thick butt off my mind. Another thing I noticed, I was curious to get your opinion on, was I mentioned their outfits um, because the intro scene you kind of have everyone getting on the boat also want to shout out to my dude warren westridge and his british ass with his louis vuitton luggage (laughs) (laughs) that was awesome like bad and bougie and he (laughs) and he was just like um excuse me can you take my shit to my quarters (laughs) to denise yeah (laughs) that should have been a sign that should have been a sign it's just like i'm a producer i'm not the help (laughs) <laughs> but her um kind of tragic backwards white hat with like the scrunchy clothes thing. <laughs> I was like, oh ow. Yeah. But I mean the 90s kind of was all about khaki at one point. So I feel like this movie was like on on trend with the you know khaki excursion outfits. Definitely. Also I was a huge fan of Vest as a kid in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And there are some lovely vests going on there. You know, you know what outfit we're thinking of is Jack Black's in the Jumanji remake. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Oh, it's not the dumpster fire that I thought it was going to be. Because with us being so partial to the original Jumanji or our version of Jumanji for, with Robin Williams, like I went into that movie so skeptic, but I thought it was really hilarious. I've seen, like, I've seen it on TV and I've caught, like, a little bit of, I want to say the sequel, but I was like, I haven't even seen the first one. So I kind of was like, uh, let's skip. But yeah, <laughs> I, um, I didn't rush to go see that either because it, I, I, I'm weird about reboots sometimes. I'm excited about Anaconda for some reason, but like, <laughs> there, there are some things I'm just like, oh, do we really need to remake? that like why why do we need to touch (laughs) that or like my biggest thing too with reboots is like I feel like obviously we all hold things dear and we're all inspired by stuff in different ways why can't we just make stuff inspired by that stuff like make a jungle movie that's inspired by Jumanji but and because it's not even the board game they're like in a video game right Mm -hmm. so like did they really need to call it Jumanji it's just like sometimes I feel like the bastardization or the utilization of this name is recognizable. So let's just use this and remake this, but change all this stuff. This is less about JLo and just like, let's talk about JLo and her performance in Anaconda. JLo served a pretty decent uh, performance, although. I almost feel like she didn't get the most dialogue. 
Like she was in it quite a bit, but I felt like other characters had more dialogue than she did, but it could be out of my mind. What do you think? Yes, I I agree. I think mainly because John Voigt's character um, is very anaconda savvy and mm-hmm. he's kind of like, he took charge once he got on the boat. He was like, we should go this way. And he manipulated them. So he's like, to me, he's kind of more forefront. And then you have Ice Cube, who's very vocal about, he's the vocal black guy. He's like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know about this. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, J-Lo didn't really have a ton of dialogue, which for her to not have a lot of dialogue, I feel like her presence as a character was still very strong. Mm-hmm. And like, she was clearly like kind of the leader in a sense, especially once Eric Stoltz, like, first of all, he doesn't even get injured by a snake or an animal. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, he does. No, he, he they no. pulled him up on the boat and then the, um, he got shot in the neck with a dart. Yes. Because, like, he had the coil, like, the snake was, like, coiled around him. And yeah, then John yeah. Boyd's character shot him with a dart. But did it, it on purpose. And then this like really sketchy tracheotomy happens. Yeah. And and also I feel like when they do that, don't they have to leave the tube in there until you can have surgery? Like he winds up showing up later with just a bandage. I feel like like what happens to the hole in your throat? <laughs> like that's gonna larynx. get infected in the Amazon. <laughs> In in the damp ass swamp ass, I'm just saying that wound for sure is crawling with maggots. Also, I feel like the like semi romance between him and J Lo kind of happened like abruptly with no background whatsoever. You get a sense that they know each other from before somehow, Mm -hmm. but like not quite how or why. And then all of a sudden, like that night of the first. night on the boat they're like all like romantically looking at little fireflies (laughs) yeah j-lo and eric not eric but um what's his character's name dr stephen kale um their romance is kind of eh, like typical movie like trope also can we talk about owen wilson and denise going into the jungle and trying to get a little bounce what were your thoughts when that scene I figured that was just like the cheap because we don't see her breasts but I mean she's in her bra or do we see her breasts no okay there were no titties okay (laughs) except actually except kind of in the beginning we get a little J-Lo in her uh, tank top because oh, okay. she's definitely brawless. So, okay, anyways, but yeah, they it, right away, I couldn't tell if they were an item or just like friends with benefits, but it doesn't really matter either way, I suppose, because of immediately Owen Wilson's like second interaction with her is like, you know what makes me, you know what happens when I'm in the Amazon makes me <laughs> horny. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like throws it out there to her. She gives him a pass, but then they get it on yeah. later. I, I, that was a little heavy handed. I was like, 
okay homeboy <laughs> yeah you know yeah oh god if someone said that to me and i wasn't and i was like even dating them i'd be like the fuck is wrong with you it is like so swampy and hot and buggy and like i am not getting naked <laughs> at all yeah and then as a guy like come on you probably have like swampy balls like right <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> like that can't be fun yeah no one's like, showering on that boat yeah, and like the ladies definitely have boob sweat. Like, mm, yeah, no, it's not sexy time. time. And if they <laughs> didn't bring like a bag of wet naps or like wet wipes, forget it. <laughs> forget it. Your pH balance is going to be way off. Ugh. And then <laughs> I just, I, I'm just thinking like that whole scene of them in the jungle and they put down the sound equipment and stuff. I'm just like, this screams like dumb because also it's not like they're like during the day they're just like okay we're i mean we're gonna go like catch some sound Mm -hmm. it's at night you can't see shit like why would you choose i mean besides (laughs) like being able to be like in the dark and no one see you like why would you choose to try to get frisky in a jungle at night like no thank you i would not I would not leave the boat, probably, honestly. No. No, thank you. Yeah. So that was that was not a hot moment to me. Um, yeah. Back back to Ice Cube. I, I don't know if it's because he's the Black <laughs> character, but he's kind of my favorite in this movie. <laughs> he, had, he had some, first of all, we get a, it was a good day, or today's a good day reference early on in the movie today's a good day yeah and then personally his outfit choice that's probably what i would rock (laughs) my amazon trip little bandana color coordinated shirt some jorts and some chucks like keep it all the way california gangsta like (laughs) and then on top of that he's like blaring rap music and then middle of the amazon and <laughs> our sn- snooty british friend is not happy with it he's chipping away at his golf balls yeah um littering in the environment you jerk i know i totally thought about that I was like what a waste of golf balls and on top of that like just harmful to the ecosystem <laughs> like but i mean there's probably not much entertainment going on on that boat besides like a few card games and uh, listening to Mac 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he had some of my favorite lines because they were like very, I don't know, just like, like when he's like, is snakes out there this big? Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh God, yes. <laughs> Sign me up for that. And it's so weird that like, John Voight's character just rolls out this like ridiculously long fruit by the foot of snake skin. <laughs> like, first of all, where was it that <laughs> like where was it that whole time? He just like had it nearby and just like like it was just <laughs> it was one of those moments I was like, uh, okay. And it was good for you know setting up but it was just like what the hell where did that come from (laughs) maybe that's what he's known for is like the theatrics of it all so he always has like props with him to be like i can't wait to tell my story of the anaconda (laughs) (laughs) 
and his stories written. Um, it's like <laughs> it's like a scroll. <laughs> it's like hold on, wait, I, I will find the passage with the Shirishama. One thing that I thought was funny too is that obviously Mateo winds up dying and. That low-key felt like a setup. <laughs> like, I feel like Sloan was just like, Sarone, sorry, was just too like, oh, uh, he's probably dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he he left the pack. Like, why did he go off by himself? I mean, it's a movie, someone has to die. But um, it, it definitely felt like he had a little pleasure in like kind of getting him off the main boat. And possibly i don't know obviously you can't control the snake but <laughs> it was just like oh, why are you so happy like, well you've seen you saw like the context clues when they were in that like shack that um there's the newspaper picture of danny trejo and mateo and yeah, yeah. which low-key i mean since we know there's a reboot Mm-hmm. Why not do a little um, prequel and we get the story behind that picture? Because I'm curious, like, how did, because to me, Mateo and Sarone, like, they kind of were like, uh, like, I know you, but they didn't really acknowledge their prior relationship. Mm-hmm. But for them to have, like, a picture together and a newspaper clipping, like, there's something there to like you know explore at least to me so mm-hmm. I would be interested in the backstory of that picture and there's not much backstory in this whole movie really because it's a it's a big animal thriller movie mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm curious like <laughs> did they just meet up in the Amazon and they all were into anacondas <laughs> like Dude, you like snakes? Dude, me too. No, no way, man. Did they find each other on like a big snake chat room on AOL <laughs> or something? Man, seeking man who also loves snakes. Let's meet up in the Amazon. He'd be like, I actually have a 17 foot dry snake skin. How about you? <laughs> Not to flex, but um, I have, like, trunk loads of skin. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so great. <laughs> trunk loads of skin. <laughs> Abundance of skin. Sorry to anyone who is supportive of us and decides to listen to this uh, to this podcast. Um we're, we're learning as we go, and I'm sure we will get better as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Just like the movie. We will find our stride. So what So what do you think of the big climax of Anaconda? Oh, it was, fanta- <laughs> it was fantastic, if it, to quote Owen Wilson. Um, no, I thought he was great. Uh, had everything that you need. Oil, fire, snakes, <laughs> blood, danger swallowing hole and like pretty good classic <laughs> hollywood cla- um like visual effects yeah it definitely screamed since we already went there earlier universal studios like mm-hmm. special effects show like mm-hmm. big blast water nearby big jump from the tower writhing fiery snake <laughs> like <laughs> just 
Yeah, it was pretty epic. And oh, another fun fact that I found out about was apparently J-Lo almost died by rogue animatronic snake. No. Yes. I mean, I know you said that they had filmed some sets on location in the Amazon. I remember she was like not stoked about it. So what happened? So from what I could gather, and I believe I read this either on IMDb or I just kind of like Googled Anaconda movie stuff, interview stuff. And alleged, I'm guessing it's probably the climax scene where, or it's a scene where they're close by water and the snake got out of control and they couldn't control it. And they actually kept some of that footage in the movie just because it was like really organic, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, it almost like whacked her into like the water, I think, or oh, something geez. like that. Maybe let's see if I could find it again. Oh, um, yeah, near death, it pops right up on Google. <laughs> um, so oh, shout it- out to Screen Art for sharing. In oh, that's what I was facts. looking at for facts too. And because they were saying like the one of the biggest animatronics was like 40 feet or 50 feet long and like 400 pounds. Yes. And I mean, the animatronics, obviously they have like tons of wires and stuff. And I think it was the combination of like the wires and the water and like maybe she was nearby. So it seems like um, to quote screen rant due to the nature of this set, which was brimming with water and vegetation it was difficult for Jennifer Lopez to escape the animatronic puppet and even more difficult for any anybody else to come to her aid if something worse were to happen. More than a ton of metal and wires came close to striking her or even worse, drown, drowning or electrocuting her. Fortunately, the only result of the puppet's malfunction is some footage of the snake's incredibly realistic movements, which found its way into the movie. So, yeah, it's not super specific, but it does have, like, a lot of, like, water, wires, rogue snake, electrocution possibility. And it seemed like she was isolated, mm-hmm. so it's not like anyone could kind of help her get out of the situation. That's crazy to think about. I wonder if, like, anyone else had, well, I, I'm guessing it would be in a screen rant post mm-hmm. if anyone else had any close calls or um weird things with the animatronics and i can yeah. only imagine like trying to set them up in that area you know like in the studio well so from what i've read they did film some of it in like a botanical garden in la or somewhere okay so i'm assuming probably that big scene is probably mm-hmm. there and not in the in the amazon but like even in the amazon like to bring these huge animatronic snakes there to film them and like have them they were on water a lot yeah like have them in that area like that had to be a lot logistically and just, oh yeah like, was something that them. big they couldn't have even made it here and then shipped it there like they would have had to have made it on location. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Think about. I wonder if they had to like crane <laughs> like in anywhere. Cause it's, I imagine it's like massively heavy too, just because mm-hmm. of the electronics and all that stuff too. And then it was wrapped in like rubber. Mm-hmm. So it's They're like so like, heavy. Yeah. 
like a giant like tire uh, and like wet rubber probably skinks <laughs> with like Amazon water. <laughs> That's probably what everyone smelled like on the boat. Amazon water and like rubber, wet rubber. Yeah, Blech. no, no uh, cast romances going on <laughs> yeah. instead of Anaconda. Like, uh, we're sweaty all day. No, thank you. Mm. I will say that also back to JLo. I really am enjoying seeing her pre like her whole like JLo glow uh, look like on the red carpet and stuff now. And obviously in 97, she was coming up and like her curly hair. Like, bring that back. Like, I liked her uh, 90s curly hair. Yeah. This looks like a more, like, humble J-Lo. She's fresh-faced. Even Ice Cube. Like, he's he's got a little baby face going. He's he's not a baby, but, like, he's he's deaf. He grew out of the Jerry Curl of NWA (laughs) and Boys in the Hood. He's got a nice little cut. He did Friday, just like that. But he's not, like, the heavy-bearded, like, tough like dad kind of ice cube that we know now mm-hmm. um and even well owen wilson surprisingly looks the same <laughs> yeah agreed agreed he has the same haircut same nose <laughs> oh that's that's his shit i don't think owen wilson would ever get that fix or change anything about it no i mean it's just like danny trejo's like scarred up face, mm-hmm. like Makes him so Signature, unique. yeah. I mean, Danny Trejo is older, so he has aged a bit, but he is still very recognizable, even in that short intro in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you have any last lingering thoughts? Anything else you want to touch on? If you were on this crew, do you think you would have survived this trip? Do I think I would have survived? I mean, the cocky part in me wants to say yes. Um, And part of that is like, I feel like I just would have been inside doing something most of the time. So I probably wouldn't have been too close to get near, nearly eaten somehow. But (laughs) like, I would have been the Eric Stoltz (laughs) character (laughs) on the trip of Anaconda. I don't know if I'd be injured, but. I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack everyone's bags. Um, <laughs> there there are plenty of moments I'm sure no one's steering the boat. Like I'm gonna just make sure that we're not gonna crash into anything. <laughs> like busy myself, you know. What about what about you? Do you think you would survive? Part of me kind of similar. So part of me says yes, but only because. I hate extreme temperatures. Like if it's so, and it's going to sound like this is an argument for no, but I hate extreme temperatures and I am like very, very uncomfortable in like thick humidity and hot weather. And so having gone to visit some of those places, I, and like how miserable I was, I would say if I was on that trip, in an open boat with no fan, I would probably just be popping like Benadryls and sleeping all day. So if that was the case and like I never knew what was going on, I'd probably be okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're both trying to like 
not involve ourselves as much as possible in the yeah. plot, but still make it out alive. Exactly. And then if that wasn't the case, if I had to like be awake and I could not take Benadryl, then uh, for sure I would not have survived. So if that, if I could not busy myself otherwise, making sure I was nowhere near snakes to segue into what popped in my head when I was watching it, I was, I just want to like shout out to the nineties and diversity because you have two people of color who are kind of semi leading this movie with Ice Cube and JLo and they both survive like, Typical black joke is like the black person always gets killed early on in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And Ice Cube held it down. And he even, he had a closer brush with the Anaconda than J-Lo because he was in the water, wrapped up, definitely seconds from dying. Mm -hmm. And luckily J-Lo came to his rescue. So in a way, I feel like obviously because I'm black, maybe I would survive because I'd be the token black character. And in this scenario, I would, I need to survive because we're the ones who made it out. (laughs) (laughs) We made it out the jungle through the thick and the mud, you know what I'm saying? Out the swamp together. That's a bond. (laughs) That is a bond. Like, how do you go back to LA after that and be like, you want to get coffee? You want to talk about that fucking snake we <laughs> Calls your friend up randomly two years later. Do you, do you remember that fucking snake? <laughs> Wait, can you pretend that Owen Wilson made it out alive? <laughs> hey, do you remember that fucking snake? <laughs> wow, that thing was huge. Oh, can we just Come talk on. about... Can we just talk about how quickly he was on Sarone's side to like try to capture the snake? And for a moment, I thought motherfucker was in on it too. Like I was so mad. But then I was even more mad when it wasn't because he was in on it. He was just like, yeah, all right. Like think about how much like, babe, did you see the power on that man when he flopped that snake skin (laughs) on the ground? Like I want to feel that good. I'm trying to get to that level. And like props to Sharon because he is definitely probably some kind of con man because he knew who to prey on. Yeah. I think he saw he saw Owens. He he heard a little <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> he's like, yes, this is who I need on my side. So I that need I can a take horny, over. sex-driven, <laughs> greed-driven mofo <laughs> like this black guy is gonna get on my fucking nerves he's not gonna <laughs> want to do anything i want to do <laughs> and, and oh my god i think it's so funny that ice cube has like a little pocket knife and it's just like <laughs> whips yeah. it out and it's like <laughs> just like hey i got us covered you know <laughs> and that's like the first thing to fly in the water <laughs> <when> <laughs> It's just like, pew, buy, buy, buy a little pocket knife. Um, and also the fact that Owen Wilson is the only one who is supportive of Sarone's big snake dreams. And 
he's in the process of trying to catch the snake. He's the first one to get eaten. Like, how ironic is that? It's like, see, you should have just stuck with your crew because here you are following this guy and now the snake ate you. I feel like that's that classic trope, though, in these kinds of thriller movies is like the Joker slash the person who mocks the beast totally gets their upcoming. Kind of like Jamie Kennedy in Scream. Mm -hmm. Like the whole, you know, there's that whole segment where he's ragging on, you know, movies and the whole like what you don't do in scary movies. And the snake was like, God, if he says, wow, one more time. (laughs) (laughs) and as he swallows him whole he's like i like to see you say wow one more time and you just see his dumb face pressed up against the snake skin going wow that's probably why i was like in that (laughs) (laughs) those are his last words (laughs) that makes sense i mean his mouth and his eyes would have been wide Oh yeah. Oh my god. Um, I will say there is some creative shots with the snake where like from the inside of the snake when he eats Sarone, I believe, towards the end, you just get like the fleshy inner mm-hmm. like throat of the snake. I love that shot. Yeah, that was really good. Um, see like the saliva pull too, like falling uh, off of yes. its fangs. And then we have to talk about the gross like regurgitation like uh, partially digested stomach acid and he winks at j-lo yeah oh my (laughs) god i totally forgot about that yeah he does so cheesy that was so stupid that and that he like had to like kind of fall onto her i would have like first of all i'm not gonna stand there and watch this snake barf up this whole this whole asshole who just you know ruined my whole trip yeah i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna stand there and just be like oh god what is what is he doing like no haul ass and get (laughs) out of there gtfo but it's a movie so you have to have these moments but he like totally just kind of falls forward on her oh also anaconda themed cocktails any revelations or nope i stand by my original thought which was twisted tea and mountain dew and like just (laughs) turn it into this like swampy swamp color maybe rim it with some like green pop rocks for fun oh you had me at pop actually you had me at rim it no (laughs) (laughs) but yes pop rocks oh my god that sounds amazing um I I think I can't think of anything else, but I also was a fan of a swampy drink, but I also was very gross and in <laughs> tandem with in tandem with regurgitated Sarone was thinking of like a totally like fleshy mucusy like kind of <laughs> drink with a little person inside. So yeah. Don't don't come to my bar, probably. Go to Simone's. Go next door. Oh, I thought of like um, a fiery snake kind of uh, drink. Okay. Gotta have fire. So hmm, maybe I'll go with that. I won't be gross. I'll I'll go with. Oh, and then my boba snake eggs. Gotta throw that 
Gotta throw that in. Yeah. So some kind of drink with some like boba snake eggs in the bottom and some kind of fiery snake garnish to top it all off and little pizzazz. I don't know why I'm imagining this happening in Vegas. (laughs) But it has to be like some over the top, like showy bar bartender. Oh, or like a la Paradise Pier or Pixar Pier now, like with how elaborate they are with the multicolored cocktails and stuff. You had to take it there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to take it there. God damn it. All right. We talked thoroughly about Anaconda from a very loving standpoint. Well, I, I believe we have. And this was a good, easygoing first episode. Like we said, this is obviously a work in progress. We are by no means professional. (laughs) We need to think of an outro. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And to the people who stuck with us so far, come back for another episode of the Great Value version of Inside the Actor's Studio. (laughs) But seriously, if you like us enough to stick around, take another deep dive down this IMDb rabbit hole with us as we discuss Nurses on the Line, The Crash of Flight 97, and My Family, a double duo. And on that note, if you got nothing better to do, go figure out a theme to watch a bunch of movies you've never seen. I'm your host, Simone. And I'm your host, Bria. And this has been another episode of Roll Roll Call. And...